0: Welcome to the author commentary for Star Wars From a Certain Point of View, The Empire Strikes Back. Here we go behind the scenes with contributors to discuss the creative process behind their stories. And just so you know, these conversations may contain story spoilers. I'm Elizabeth Schaefer, one of the editors who worked on this fabulous project. Right now, we're talking to Hank Green, author of a story called A Naturalist on Hoth. Welcome to the show, Hank.
1: Hello, this is such a fun idea, I love it. I love the collection or that, I mean, I haven't read the collection yet, but I love the first one and I love the idea of it. And I love that you're also doing these interviews. It's, I can't wait to see them.
0: Oh, it's so, um, you know, the stories, the stories are so short, right? They, they're this beautiful little punch, a little look at a character. And so to have this opportunity to talk to people and really unpack everything that was going on in their minds beforehand, it's so excellent. And I believe I'm right in saying that this is your first time writing in the Star Wars galaxy.
1: It is my first time. Uh, it was very, very, very exciting to get the email. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I was probably more nervous sending it. I was like, "Oh, my God. hey crew, I hope he, I hope he writes for us."
1: Yeah. Well, was... welcome
0: to the family. Yeah. Uh, and
1: and I, I... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was just gonna say that I, I, I got the email and I had like written a draft in a week. And it was due like four months later.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, I, you know, we, we, we agreed on this scene. And then yeah. it, instantly there was a draft in my inbox. It yeah. was kind of miraculous. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can you talk, a, I mean, obviously you, you love Star Wars. Can you talk a little bit about your relationship to Star Wars and what it's been before now? And, sure. and how that informed the story that you wanted to tell for the anthology?
1: Well, I mean I was an 80s kid. Um so like Star Wars was a very big deal. Um and uh like in in the way of a of a a child would have, like I don't like in an unusual way. And um you know it, as I got older from there, like less of a kid and got more into science fiction broadly, Star Wars sort of like fell away a little bit because there was this you know, whole world of of you know science fiction and in, in sort of the more traditional science fiction vein, and then and I've often had this uh, you know this is a conversation that has been had enough about like is Star Wars science fiction? Is it right. like what is space opera? Is it speculative? Like where where does it fall on the timeline of genre and uh, or the spectrum of genre? And you know like ultimately those questions genre questions end up being uh, fun to have but not that informative. Um, and so, I, like, I came back to it um, with this, like, oh, like any amount of like pretension I had about what is science fiction and what isn't is really uninteresting because, like, what this is is good story, mm-hmm. and it, even even if like the uh, you know the like the mechanism of like how a lightsaber would work doesn't make any sense to me um
0: <laughs> it's a living I, crystal hank it <laughs> totally makes sense <laughs> what, what does
1: what does make sense is there there's lots of like uh of politics like of political science that is very science mm-hmm. fiction in star wars there's and lots of uh, sociology lots of looking at ourselves which is really what science fiction is about so mm-hmm. i i came back to it um you know having been like sort of a a star trek uh Like I like Star Trek, not Star Wars kind of geek for a long time, Um, but came came back to it and uh, and found, you know, I I also have read like I read the entire X-Wing series. Like I was a big fan of this stuff when I was uh, before I sort of like made this venture off into more hard science fiction.
0: Well, I mean, that's that's perfect to to talk about my next question. You know, uh, you've read stuff like the X-Wing series that focus on uh, really traditional kind of Star Wars heroes who Mm -hmm. are ace pilots, um, very much part of the military side of the rebellion. But you chose a protagonist who is a naturalist, a scientist who's much more interested in the Creatures on Hoth than um, the (laughs) empire that's coming to destroy it, and Mm -hmm. I imagine that was a conscious choice to just uh, explore a character like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, you got to write what you know, and and like my first (laughs) my first uh, job, like the the thing that I do for most of my work is science communication, and uh, and you know my that's my my background is in science, and and you know I am a very very big uh, just. Fan of naturalists in general, and did a, I studied a lot, that a lot in grad school, um, and I, uh, I, I also love to imagine, and I like it's very it can be very hard to imagine, like okay, how would an ecosystem actually like on Hoth, an iceball planet? How would this ecosystem actually support? The, the ecosystem that we see in the movie like this doesn't make any sense ecologically or does it and you can start to ask questions like that and that's like that's just the most fertile ground for me knowing a fair amount about evolutionary biology to be like okay how and the ecosystem ecology like how would an ecosystem actually function on a planet where I'm not seeing a lot of life hmm. um, you know when you' like Han and Luke are like out there on the uh, like you know, Venturing across the the, des- the ice planet and like, not like where's the where's the where are the you know where's the ecosystem where's the w- what do t- t-
0: tauntauns eat yeah yeah
1: what do they eat where's the production where's the where's the NPP and the BPP like where is where is it um so you know like a harder one would have been to take on the asteroid slug which I'm sure mm-hmm. has a name that I don't know. Um, and be like, how, how does this how does this work ecologically? Uh, but this was a, I, and I'd love to know. I'm sure that you could work it out. Um, but this was a, a fun challenge to figure out. And also like a, an easy mind for me to get inside of this, inside of the mind of a scientist rather than a militarist.
0: Yeah. And, and apart from sort of the plot that follows Kel, you also have these great little asides that are almost like, Torn out pages, if there were pages in Star Wars, um, from their (laughs) field notes and um, information about um, their studies on on a sand slug. Uh, Can you talk a little bit about the inspiration behind that?
1: Yeah, I mean that's like straight out of like Charles Darwin's works. Like like all of these great naturalists who went all across the world and and were like you know we're like just starting to understand how biology works. Um, You know. They'd send each other samples, and they'd write these beautiful. Like these people were, you know, scientists, but also like what you often find is that they they were artists and that they could like draw extremely well. Uh, but you also find that they are just lyrical. Like they they write gorgeous stuff. Um, and so, field notes are some of the most like uh, to me like the, some of the great works of art um, that there are. And um, and so. I wanted to get to do that, but get to but I got to like make everything up so I didn't have to actually do the the hard work <laughs> of the observation.
0: Yeah, I imagine it's uh for most people an assignment on Hoth wouldn't be like the most fun, uh, easy yeah. to do assignment. <laughs> yeah. Well I guess the Galapagos is pretty challenging as well. So
1: Yeah, no. Uh <laughs> definitely uh definitely a challenge for Charles Darwin, a man of uh of, of not particularly strong constitution. <laughs> Suffered the whole rest of his life with stomach problems after that.
0: Oh, buddy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So um, in your story, there's there's clearly this ecological, and I don't want to say message because that feels kind of trite, but there's Mm. this theme that emerges about curiosity Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: how important it is to ask questions and understand the value in things beyond their service level. And Mm -hmm. uh, your protagonist sees the value in Hoth and the Tauntauns and all the things that they're studying beyond just as tools for the rebellion. And why do you think you centered that kind of curiosity and that point of view in your story?
1: Well, it's a, it's a thing that I struggle with. And, And Kel struggles with a really specific thing, which is that he he's in a situation where in the, you know, he's sort of like, I'm insulated from all of this. I don't need to be worrying about the rebellion. I don't even be worrying about the empire. Like I'm a scientist doing scientist stuff. And like, that's, what's important. But at some point it becomes clear to him that he can't, that, that that's not an option available to him anymore. That like, you can't stand for this level of injustice. And so even though like my job is to study slugs and stuff, um, I like, maybe there is something that I can bring to the rebellion. And so being able to make that like, that, and that's something that like, I also feel like sometimes I just want to be about science and because it's like, it's so, it brings me so much joy. And also like, I feel like it's one of the great systems through which progress gets made. Um, so it's not like, di- like divorced from, from progress. Um, but then there are times when I feel like I, I, I have to make uh, those bigger uh, like, like being engaged with broader systems, mm-hmm. and, um, and so like, how, like, to to what extent are my are my skills useful? Um, I think it's a really like good, interesting question that that I think a lot of scientists struggle with. Um, but he can never, like, he never really lets, like, even a- even after he gets, it's like, wor- like he's a part of the rebellion now. Even after he's at Hoth, he like kind of can't let go of the fact that but he's just curious, mm-hmm. and eventually that kind of wins um, yeah. which I think is a really interesting. Uh, I love there's
0: yeah. a, a line where he's talking about um, he's sort of doing his own thing and meanwhile this military base is being built around him mm-hmm. and how more and more alienated from humanity he feels yeah. and um, I, I just love that that ambiguity of he wasn't able to c- connect to the empire because of the atrocities of Alderaan but even for the good guys, he's still seeing this kind of mm-hmm. devaluing and casualness toward life that that's just really hard to live with.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like I think this is a, I think it's a it's a long. It's, this is a, a story that has been that a lot of people have have lived, um, mm-hmm. which is something that I do like about Star Wars is that it does feel like stories that people have lived and and that we are living. Like as much as it is a, a very different galaxy. But also, universe. Um, that, uh, you know, like it, it's ultimately just telling really human stories.
0: Well, thank you so much, Hank. Um, and thank you for listening. You can read A Naturalist on Hoth and all the other stories in From a Certain Point of View: The Empire Strikes Back, available now from all your favorite booksellers in print, ebook, and audio download. Thank you.